Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. Chris Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce Inc. Joyce, we're burning the midnight oil again. As you can see here, I'm in the dark. I, it's, not, it's not quite midnight yet, even though we jumped ahead. We, we sprung ahead today. Yeah, it feels like it, it was a long day. It was a long day. We we started the day in the wee hours of the morning yesterday, I guess, or even this morning was the DGA Awards uh, that ended at, I think, at like 3.30 a.m., it seemed like. Well, I think it ended <laughs> like right before 2 a.m. Eastern, our time, which was then immediately 3 a.m., obviously. Correct. So. Spring ahead. Yeah. Spring ahead. Yeah. So that is how we started the morning. And then the BAFTA Awards. And then we just finished up with the Critics' Choice Awards. So we're going to start with the BAFTA Awards. Joyce. Well, if you're watching this and are like, when are they going to talk about those amazing Critics' Choice Awards? Uh, stick around. Yeah, because we have movies and TV at Critics' Choice. We'll, so. we'll do that later and you could stick around. But we'll start with the BAFTA Awards, uh, Joyce, which had uh, did a few things, I would say. A, fully confirmed to me that we have three acting winners all set up. Will Smith for Best Actor, Troy Cotts for Best Supporting Actor, and Ariana DeBose for Best Supporting Actors, all won at the BAFTA Awards. Uh, we had talked about this when we were doing our predictions. I had... Benedict winning best actor for, for so long. And then I just was like, I'm just switching to Will cause he's going to win. And I felt like vindicated that he won choice. Yeah. So like they, I, I've always, like, I thought like Will was winning regardless, uh, winning right. Oscar regardless of whether he won BAFTA or not. Cause like, as I said last week, I don't think this is a Anthony Hopkins and Chadwick Boseman situation between him and Benedict because King Richard's just stronger overall. Whereas the father was stronger than Ma Rainey last year. Sure. Um, and, and yeah, with like Troy and Cody, I felt like, like if Troy was winning the Oscar, like he would just win here to lock it up. And I was I, like, whoever won the BAFTA between the two of them, I would just pick them for the Oscar. And if like Kieran Hines had won, I would have picked Troy because sure. that just proved that like Cody could not win like, or like beat Troy, you know? Right. And, and like, at least like Troy had the SAG win, whereas like Kieran wasn't even nominated at SAG. Correct. So anyway, yeah, they uh, they basically they were kind of lazy. <laughs> it felt a little lazy. I got to be honest. Very lazy. Um, <laughs> I'm actually kind of disappointed in them because I felt like like last year they not not that they like went out of their way to like back the father because that was actually coming on strong as like we all knew when it finally was released and was on VOD um, and it got like six nominations there and also at the Oscars. But like they here, it it just felt like, oh, 
yeah, we'll like just go with the front runners. And like, obviously they couldn't do that in Best Actress. And I was just thinking like how much more interesting <laughs> all of the winners would be, the acting winners, if every acting category did not have any Oscar nominee. Because right. it was just like copying people's homework. Um, so for for Best Actress, at Joanna Scanlon, one which we had talked yes, about as we, well. we called it, yes. We did. We, we knew that. Yeah. I, I'm, patting, I'm patting myself on my swag sweatshirt good, bag. Good uh, Us. But uh, yeah, no, I would say I was, I mean, of the three of those winners, Ariana DeBose, we had talked about, I kind of tried to make the argument that maybe she would lose, but because none of us. Because six anonymous ballots. <laughs> right. But nobody really believed that. And I never even switched off of her. She seems like she's just going to cruise through. But I was really shocked that Troy won just because Coda wasn't this, the strongest. This was going to be, as I said last week, like this, this would be harder for him than at SAG. Like he right. was like the reverse, like uh, Yo Jung Yoon, whereas yes. like SAG was harder for her. And BAFTA was easier for her. So, but he, he did it. So he, he pulled a reverse unit. Right. And I mean, great deserving winner. I really like Troy Kotzer and he remains like the, he's giving the best speeches. I think of the whole thing. He's been like very engaging. I just was like, I'm just shocked. He won really. And I wonder, is it too soon to start suggesting that maybe Jesse Plemons is actually siphoning off votes from uh, Cody? No, I don't think so. No, you don't think so. Okay. No, he's like, I don't like Cody was just so far. Like we've, talked about before how he's such an he would be such an unusual winner anyway right right. he's so young and that performance is very subtle and you really need to watch the movie again to fully appreciate everything he's doing because it doesn't come together until like literally the last shot you know right like if, if you didn't like figure out what happened like you know two minutes before that even so and troy just has like the stereotypical role that they like in this category and he is a veteran he he does have the nice narrative as well so yeah and like they've they've really uh turned up the campaign coda in the last couple weeks oh yeah yeah and also it's it's interesting because BAFTA voting opened February 9th so it's like you could assume that a lot of people voted early um because like SAGS was February 27th so, right. and then it closed, uh, BAFTA voting closed uh, March 8th. Mm-hmm. So it was just a little over a week. So it was like, that. All, that were people already voting for Troy before that? Or did they were just like, oh, he wants SAG and like code it wants SAG ensemble. And it's like, let's go. I mean, maybe we'll talk about, so we have, so the BAFTA did a bunch of uh, fun things, I guess, or, or interesting things, uh, but the, Power of the Dog won Best Picture, uh, beat Belfast, Don't Look Up, Dune and Licorice Pizza. Belfast won Outstanding British Film. And really got dust everywhere else, right? Did it win? Like we also talked about last week as well. Was, well, then, was it only going to win British film? And it did. <laughs> right. And then uh, Jane Campion obviously won Best Director. Great. We, we're expecting that. And then original screenplay went to Licorice Pizza Paul Thomas Anderson, which we'll go back to later when we do the Critics' Choice Awards because they did uh, not pick Licorice Pizza. But then adapted screenplay, Joyce. These were the nominees. I'll just read them off again. Uh, Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, and The Power of the Dog. Now, if we were ranking these before today, I would have had Coda comfortably in fourth place. And you know, I love me some Coda. It is a, a fave. But yeah, of those it, scripts, yeah you, it was like, what, your number two of the year? Yeah, it made you cry, yeah. Of those scripts, I was like, A, no way it's going to win, and B, probably shouldn't win. If there's, I mean, it's, the script is the movie, but like, that's not the reason the movie is, I think, good. Yeah. And then it won Best Adapted Screenplay, which... Left the uh, punditry on Twitter shooketh, Joyce, I guess. I think 
everyone was shook up. And I, I was like LOLing because I just remember last week when we were doing this and I was like contemplating. I did not end up predicting it because I, I changed off of it in the end. But I was like, what if like it's like drive my car? I was like between drive my car and Pepper the Dog. And then they went with Coda, which is widely different than both of those films and scripts. So, um, yeah, you were yeah. you were almost convincing me for Drive My Car. I think I picked <laughs> uh, Lost Daughter here, perhaps, uh, which I still thought could win because it seemed like everybody was on the Maggie, Maggie Gyllenhaal train. And no, there's Sean Hader, not even Jane Campion, Power of the Dog, just Sean Hader for Coda. I, I, I'm stunned by this one. Yeah, it's a it's a, a wild pick. And I think that it also means like it's definitely going to win WGA where it's only Oscar competition is Dune. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, that's next weekend, but yeah, here it was, it was crazy. Cause it's also a very like anti-BAPTA pick yes. <laughs> for them. And the thing is, is like, like you said, like, uh, what, what like draws you into the movie is really the performances. Right. right? And right. like that cast, it's like very likable, very, very rootable yeah. people, characters, and the script is what it is. And it's, it's a remake of a French film that I have not seen. I don't think you've seen either. If anyone no. has seen this film, please tell us. Yes, shoot us an email, please. Um, so, but like from what I've read about it, it's it's like it's it's almost maybe not like exactly like one hundred percent like like shot by shot remake, but it's very similar. Mm-hmm. So, um, I I don't know what differences there are compared to that one, but like even like if if it wasn't a remake, just watching the film, it it just it's not, it's, it's very much like a movie that's like, it is what it is. It's mm-hmm. like, these are the sequence of events and it's, uh, it's, it's predictable. Like I watched a movie, like knowing how it's going to end up. I, I enjoyed it at the end. Like it was, it was, it was fun. Um, but you, it's, it's kind of by the numbers and it's really the acting, the performances that elevate it. Right. Um, so I, I don't know if like, it's just people who end up like everyone's just as they're just like in tears after watching this film. And I don't know if that's just what's making them vote for it. Like, I don't, I don't know that doesn't make it a, you know, a, an award worthy screenplay just because it makes you cry. Cause I feel like you do have to consider the structure and like just all these other elements to it. And I, I think, you know, the, the, like power of the dog, Drive My Car and Lost Daughter, they're a little bit more complex, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit more challenging. I would not say Coda is a very challenging script. No. no. My take was that because they didn't nominate it really anywhere else and they were swept up in Coda mania. That they're they're already here. voting for Troy. <laughs> yeah, but I think they wanted to give it more. I think if it was up for best film, I don't think it would have won. But I mean, like, I think it would have maybe been a strong contender again, like we're saying. I just think that it was here and they were like, we could give it here. And also like I've said, even though, as we talk about when we get to the Critics' Choice Awards, Jane Campion won adapted screenplay there. I don't believe that there's going to be, I do think that people are going to look at this and say, well, I'm already going to give Power of the Dog and Jane Campion best picture. Do I really need to give a best screenplay or maybe I'll go with something else that I really like that I'm not going to give elsewhere. So that was my rationale for like Lost Daughter or Drive My Car or even, I guess, Coda. So I'm like, maybe that happened here as well, where it's like, well, Jane doesn't, we're already giving her multiple BAFTAs. We don't necessarily need to give it for the script and whatever. Now, I have no idea, but it won. And now what does that mean exactly, Joyce? What do you think? So I was like thinking, 
like those like three scripts that we like assume are were ahead of coda like that they just split like the highbrow vote maybe i mean they because like have. it's like the three of them and then dune is just there like that's a total filler nominee no offense right <laughs> like, it's not gonna filler. win yeah and and then like coda is right there making people cry all the time <laughs> So after this one, I saw like uh, we were, uh, I think we were sending tweets, uh, text back and forth, but David Canfield from Vanity Fair was like, Coda could win now has two Oscar wins. And I just don't believe that. I don't think it'll win here at the Oscars. Even if it wins best picture, I don't think it could win. I don't think it'll win here. I, I like do not see it going <laughs> three for three. Um, it's like, I think I'll win WGA just cause there's like nothing there. Right. Of and, course. Yeah. So the thing about, um, BAFTA as well. I have to, I should have like looked this up before when I thought of it. Like they don't really like uh, full sweeps. Right. So I know people were like freaking out that Power of the Dog only won. Um, I was, I texted you this and you had a yeah, great response. And then I was like, it's okay. 12 Years of Slave only won two as well. Right. So <laughs> um, that's a good comp for it. Yeah. So it doesn't, they, they don't really do full sweeps. Um, and I think the last film to win picture director and a writing award was the artist at BAFTA. So that, that was a, a decade ago. This is a different um, time, Joyce. Yeah. A different time. Um, yeah, but they don't really do that. So. I it, mean, it's I, like as someone who loves the movie, I think people just really love Coda and I'm, I do think that's probably what helped it win here. But I think, I still think if you're going through the Oscars and trying to read the tea leaves of the BAFTA awards, I would say, like, I still think it has a better chance of winning Best Picture and Troy than Best Adapted Screenplay in Troy, based on the nominees at the Oscars, which are these. It's also because now it's funny because it's all it's like literally following the trajectory of the comparison everyone makes, Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> right, which I guess it could end up being that could be it, right? It and would then, win there. Well, Little Miss Sunshine also won PGA, which is next week. Right. So. so we'll see if it wins PGA, then maybe we'll go back on the Best Picture train. Uh, but yeah, I don't. It's it's if if it's like only the writing branch um, picking winners at the Oscars, I don't see Coda winning just because they're I, you know they they nominated Drive My Car and also the worst person in the world, right? Like that's that's what they're going for, not right. being the Ricardos. Right. But with right. the entire membership, I, I I don't I I could see it winning, but um, it this this could just be like a BAFTA fluke, like they were just being super lazy and then it's just like oh i just watched coda and i'm gonna vote for it uh well i did i do think i'm telling you like it could they couldn't vote for it if you love coda so much right if you were like oh coda's best movie i saw all year and you're a bafta voter and you want to give it everything you can you couldn't vote for it in best picture you couldn't vote for it in best director so there's really only one place to do it so if you're a fan of the movie you'd have to vote for it for screenplay not putting troy aside like if you're separating the performance from like the actual movie of it yeah i'm just like I don't know. I guess like I don't wouldn't like I personally wouldn't necessarily vote that way. Like even if something is like my favorite sure. film, like I consider like the category itself and like right. what it's up against. I just don't I don't think people yeah. do that though. I think they're just like I no, like, like people vote for like the dumbest reasons. Right. <laughs> so um we can't trust we... them. That we can't trust the masses. This is why no. I like BAFTA, like I appreciate what they did with uh the the new system with the nominations like the juries for acting and directing and everything i like the BAFTA set of acting nominees is actually my favorite of this entire season yeah even though they're they're you know huge snubs all over the place but 
you know, they actually, these jurors actually watched these films and these performances mm-hmm. and voted for right. them. And they're great picks because it's a lot of names you don't normally see anywhere else. Like, like, I don't think Joanna Scanlon would have won this award had she been up against an Oscar nominee. No, I don't think so. Based on how they voted, I don't think so. Yeah, exactly. So, and like we saw that last year too, when like, you know, we're in Best Actress, you know, or even like in other categories, really, like you're picking like a non-Oscar nominee and it was like Francis won because like, and then she eventually won the Oscar. It was like whoever was closest to the Oscar um, or nominated for the Oscar. And, you know, with the entire membership voting, like I'm I'm sure so many of them have not watched a ton of these movies and like even Oscar voters as well. And they're just voting. So you can't trust the masses. So I always also feel like they should maybe go back to their previous system when it was like the Emmys with just the branches voting for mm-hmm. their own specific categories. You, watching, I'm telling you, I've been telling, I've been texting you this. So I'll say it here in your face and uh, with our mouths. But I was like, I do think that people are watching Coda now who yeah. had not watched it yeah because it went to a war at sag and it's like yeah and but also we've been seeing every interview it seems like you sent me bobby cannavale who's like coda made me cry <laughs> south by southwest yeah and at south by southwest and like we saw javier bardem a couple weeks ago be like last thing i saw coda made me cry i loved it right like it's like all these people i think are finally watching it and that it's helping you keep the top of mind and i do wonder if that is going to continue to push its momentum forward where it could actually have a historic no precedent upset over Power of the Dog for Best Picture. Well, what, what's funny was like yesterday, like my friend was asking me about the Oscars and like what's going to win. I was like, well, Power of the Dog was the favorite. But now, like, you know, all, all the buzz is around Coda. And he was like, what's Coda? Right. People don't really know about you know, people it. People don't I mean, know what Coda is. Yeah, they still don't. So it's like I'm sure there are people who, you know, it got in obviously for Best Picture. That's great. And like it got the three nominations. I do wonder if it was like now if you were voting for the oscars like this week i believe that i mean they would all be all the nominations be very different i think coda would have gotten marley madeline and i think coda would have gotten like another below the line nomination somewhere perhaps even best director honestly for sean i don't i don't think so because like that was just (laughs) the thing yeah see the thing about it like the trajectory of it it was like during the entire season like even as like an underdog like outside shot like no one was ever this is not a slight honor but like no one was ever talking about the it winning or also winning yeah or even winning like so, no i mean i was about, on like, this her direction right um yeah like not even as like an outside shot like we were talking about like oh maybe like Renato Marcus Green could get in at DGA no yeah. one was like Sean Hader could maybe right. get in at DGA like if she got in at DJ, like, like a, like a Garth Davis, like nomination, like for Lion, like that'll be like, Ooh, like that's a threat. Even if she didn't get the Oscar exactly. nomination, you know? Exactly. I was, I mean, I've been writing about Coda as like a best picture contender. And it was always like, to me, like, Oh man, I really hope it gets nominated. Cause I really loved it. And they have 10 nominees and it should get in. And like, that was kind of it. Now yeah. it's like, I did not expect it to be a major winner contender, let's say, but yeah, no, that was always the thing. Cause it was, it was just like, Oh, it was this like cute movie out of Sundance last year and then there was never you know how like some films when they premiere at festivals like that it's like oh like blah 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 is an oscar conductor like anthony hopkins you know right for the father or like the, the film at large or even like and out <laughs> last year that did not happen at all but no one was talking about coda that way and then like towards the fall when like things were other films were like falling apart or whatever and yeah like it's now back to a solid 10 like oh maybe coda can get in maybe, but like as a lower tier nominee, but still no win talk. Right. 
Yeah. And then it it's now become like a wind talk. But as we are I mean, like, I feel like I would have come on here if it was, if the it, 20, 38 minutes ago and would have, if Coda had won Best Picture, the Critics' Choice Awards, which we definitely, I definitely picked because I was like the Critics' <laughs> Choice Awards, like we had said when we did our picks, uh, if it was held in January when it was supposed to be held, the winners would have been completely different than what we saw tonight in a lot of spots. I'm, I'm really get, glad we did our dual picks last week. And <laughs> we saw that bear out a number of times. And I wonder if I was really expecting them to go Coda. But no, it went Power of the Dog, kind of swept through. Uh, Jane won Best Director. She won Best Adapted Screenplay, which actually shocked me that they went totally blanked Lost Daughter, which I was just like, again, critics uh, critics like that movie, I thought. I, I don't know. I guess not. Maybe not those 400 critics. And then, uh, obviously, <laughs> won Best Picture and Best Cinematography. So it got four awards. Uh, Coda only won Best Supporting Actor for Troy, right? It did not win anything else. And it lost in places where I thought it would win, where we said, like, I think you and I both talked about like Amelia Jones winning best young actor or actress. And it went to our boy Jude Hill from Belfast. I mean, do, we, do we want to talk about critics choice now? <laughs> I think we should. Right. Do you have anything else on, on BAFTA before we switch? Um, I don't know what else. Uh, we uh, can well, talk- the editing at, at BAFTA. So that was another big one. And I thought we could talk about that because we could fold that in as we, we could shift from editing to Critics' Choice Awards because that was a great editing win that's as well. That's true. So what else What else happened at BAFTA that's solely BAFTA? Um, let me see. Um, animated Encanto. Oh, Documentary, Summer of Soul. That's a, that's a nice rebound after it lost uh, DGA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Paul Thomas Anderson winning for Best Original Screenplay I thought was pretty yeah. big. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, like they, they have casting. Oscars do not have casting. A very deserved win for West Side Story and Sydney right. Colin. Dune won five awards, I believe, all yeah. below the line, which we had um, kind of anticipated. But, but not editing. Oh, makeup and hair to Tammy Faye. I think that's a great new great great day for Jessica Chastain. This was a great day for Jessica yeah. Chastain. Uh we talked about this on on again last week. I did not pick Tammy Faye. I scoffed at the notion of it winning here because I was like, it's such a silly American movie that these British uh, elites are not going to want to watch or care about. And it didn't really rate anywhere else. House of Gucci was such a strong nominee here for them. It was best British film nominee, that great British production of House of Gucci uh, with all those great British thespians uh, like Jared Leto and Lady Gaga and no, so I picked House of Gucci for best uh, makeup and hair. And uh, no, it went to Eyes of Tammy Faye, which, as you said, is like a great sign, A, for that to win at the Oscars, which I think now it's pretty much like the, the like locked it's, it's front. It's going to pull an Iron Lady. And then Jessica Chastain for best actress. And then she won at the Critics' Choice Awards, Joyce, which is a January to March win, I would say. <laughs> uh, quite quite a journey. Um, yeah, so that happened. Um so that was good. And then PTA, I thought for screenplay was encouraging because I really did think that there's a chance that Belfast would have won. I actually, I think I picked PTA here in Belfast at the Critics' Choice Awards and that's how it ended up. Uh, so that race so is still- you would You would also assume that like Belfast would have a better shot at BAFTA. Right. But I and, thought they liked it, but based on the previous yeah, BAFTA they, like, winners, BAFTA they actually liked good scripts. Like licorice pizza more yeah. than like the Oscars did. Um, sure. Yeah, so it- it, it was it was also like if if you thought like they were gonna go for like the the comfortable script, it would be Belfast and not Coda. Right. But it was the other way around. Yes. So and then best editing was No Time to Die, which was another yeah. big BAFTA nominee, but it beat Belfast, Dune, Licorice Pizza, and Summer of Soul. 
some of those. So I I am just cackling (laughs) that uh, editing is going to be in the pre-show at the Oscars because this is actually one of the few categories that's still up in the air um, Mm -hmm. because No Time to Die is not nominated at the Oscars. Right. And uh, at Critics' Choice, West Side Story won editing, very deserved winner, uh, was snubbed by Ace and the Oscars, so rude, um, and also by BAFTA, but they didn't like the movie that much anyway. And so at the Oscars, it's like, what's going to win? Like, is it going to be King Richard? I think it is going to be King Richard. I, that, or Dune I, or Power of the Dog. Like, Power of the Dog was not nominated at BAFTA. Power of the Dog, I don't think People think, is, like, Dune is going to win. To win. I actually think King Richard is going to win. I, I think because the movie is... Pamela and Martin's, like, really talented, and it is, like, the sports stuff is really it would be, good. It would be, like, a great win. It's actually, like, a deserving yeah, like winner. Like, the tennis and, are great. <laughs> yeah, and I think that she'll win. And and I think people do... We've talked about this as, like, it's, like, not... it's King Richard is actually a very strong movie, I think, as a Best Picture contender. It's not going to win, I don't believe. But it is a strong, it has a lot of support. It, it overperformed at the Oscars. And I think that's why she's going to win. Because I think it's going to get, you'll get Will and editing for that movie as it's two wins. So I do so, think King Richard's going to win. But it's still a wild category that we'll find out the winner on Twitter. Uh, just the way you want to do yeah. it. Yeah. And, like, and it's also not really, like, no matter who wins, like, it, you, you still, it won't be, like, a great indicator of, like, what's going to win Best Picture. Even, even if, like, Private Dog wins, you know? Um, no, because it also hasn't lined up like the winner since Argo. Uh, I feel like it's not even I, I at this point, I don't even think of it that much as like it has it will. It doesn't really line up at all. They've kind of divorced those. No, two you just categories. you just need the nomination, really. It needs a nomination. Yeah. And it, that's fine. But, I, so, I don't think Power Dog will win. I think I think the last time let me actually let me look this up. So the last time BAFTA went with a non like their winner was not an ace winner or the eventual Oscar winner, I think was Rush. Hmm. So Ron Howard's Rush? Yes, yes. Absolutely. Starring, uh, Chris Hemsworth. And awesome movie. I seen that movie. I saw that movie like uh, four yeah. times in the theater. I love wow. that. It's a great but movie. BAFTA also love their uh race car movies. <laughs> so. Yeah, that was a good movie. That was a Daniel Brühl Oscar snub that I thought should have happened. Yeah, he was nominated everywhere. And, and okay, a yeah. great uh, a great Hans Zimmer score in there as yeah, well. Yeah, so that year, BAFTA went with Rush, the Oscars went with Gravity, and Ace Drama went with Captain Phillips. So all good movies. I, I just don't think Power of the Dog is Gravity in this scenario, though. I think that it's going to be King Richard. It's, but I think, like, the editing is, like, similar. In Gravity versus Power of the Dog? Yeah. Because it's not like a super... No, you're right. I guess it could be. And I guess if it does win, I mean, like we said, like that is a sign. I think Power of the Dog is obviously going to win a decent amount of Oscars, right? It should. Um, 13 nominations. I, like, like Power of the Dog at the Oscars? I think I could see it winning like maybe like three or four. I don't know. Yeah, three like, or it four. Could, right? It could just win directing. And I mean, it could win basically the crit- if the Critics' Choice Awards are... are right in there predicting the Oscars, it would win four. Best picture, best yeah. director, adapted screenplay perhaps, and then best cinematography. But maybe yeah. it wins best editing instead of best cinema, uh, best, uh, I do think it'll win best cinematography. Maybe it wins best editing instead of best screenplay, but mm-hmm. whatever. Okay, so so the other year, um, 10 years ago, Senna, another another racing movie. They love them. One, I told you, 
Uh, they it in one editing at BAFTA obviously was not nominated at the Oscars uh, or ACE. And the Oscars went with Girl of the Dragon Tattoo, which was an inspired win. And Grace went with The Descendants. Nice. So. I don't know. <laughs> it's a great category, though, Joyce. And, yeah, and but it's going to be in the pre-show. So, yeah. At the Critics' Choice Awards, uh, they gave the best editing of the year to the movie that wasn't nominated at the Oscars, and uh, it was the best editing. Uh, West Side Story should win. Should have won at the Oscars. Let's, let's do a write-in vote for West Side Story. <laughs> Can they do that? People, please vote for West Side Story. Uh, it's they, amazing. They should, they should do that, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that won a Critics' Choice Awards. The Critics' Choice Awards, uh, so I watched the whole thing. You were you you were watching most of it. Uh, they gave away- I, I was like, tuning in for speeches I wanted to see that I saw, when I saw the winner, I was watching tennis. I saw I'm watching tennis, but when <laughs> when I saw the winners on Twitter that I cared about, I basically like succession. <laughs> so they gave away, I cannot even count the amount of awards they gave away going into a commercial break. So uh, many. They, that, they've always done that. Like, just like the. It the felt bummer. like really rushed this year, though. I just was like, <laughs> oh boy, they're just burning through these. So, like, uh, a lot of like, uh, they gave away the screenplay awards in, in the breaks. Iconic. Um, do you remember if you watched nine years ago when uh, they gave adapted screenplay to Tony Kushner during the commercial break for oh, Lincoln? Yeah. And, yeah. And then, like, Sally Field was very upset, as she should be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so those winners, so the Critics' Choice Awards, like we had said uh, last week, definitely different, uh, going for the, they're going for the Oscar wins. That's, I think, the broad Yeah, consensus. they're trying to predict it. Yeah, that's, that's what they, they pride themselves on. And so they have, uh, Best Picture was Power of the Dog, which we'll talk about as, like, I think that, that is a great sign for it overall, and maybe, like, throws a, a little bit of a wet blanket on the CODA, uh, the cheering for CODA, I would say. Just because I think it, it needed a win here, but I guess if it wins a PGA, uh, we'll be back into the idea that it's gonna have a historic upset. But I thought if it was gonna win anywhere and like have like an Argo moment, it would have been here uh, tonight with the Critics' Choice Awards voting like last week, basically to push it over the top. Um, I I mean, like the thing is, like Power of the Dog still is the Best Picture favorite, right? Even By a wide margin, Coda is coming on strong, right? So I think like that made sense. That's why I, I didn't switch off of it because I felt like they would still go for it. I mean, they, they could have tied it. <laughs> I thought they maybe that would have been really shameless. <laughs> and then all the acting categories, like we said, Will Smith uh, won. No kidding. Uh, Troy Cotter and Aaron would have won in January as well. And Troy then, would I, not have won in January. I think Cody would have won in January. And I mm-hmm. definitely don't know if Jessica Chastain would have won in January. No. Uh, so Ariana would have won in January. Yes. Um, uh, Jessica would not have won in January. It would have been Kristen Stewart all the mm-hmm. way. And I actually feel bad for her. <laughs> I can't believe she didn't win. I even, I, I really thought they would pick her to win just because then you end up actually potentially affecting the race. You know, you know, we've talked about this. It's like, this is still a category that is very much in flux, but now Jessica Jastain has continued to move forward as the front runner but she does not feel as much of a front runner as like Will Smith does, right? Like if Will no, Smith- No, like the other, she's still not a lock like the other three are. Right. And it would be like, if one of the other three don't win at the Oscars, we would be shocked. If Jessica Chastain does not win at the Oscars, we would not be shocked. Right. But so the Critics' Choice Awards could have put Kristen Stewart back in this or, uh, you know, Olivia Coleman or whatever, any, any of the nominees. And- except for Penelope Cruz, who the critics loved and did not nominate uh, for, for well, Power Well, like the, the, the big three critics, or two of them get awarded Penelope, not the Critics' Choice Awards. So I just I just couldn't believe that they kind of pushed her through. Uh, and so now she is one again. 
I don't know. I'm not, I would not be, like I said, I'm not surprised if she won, but it would just be like, a, I just can't believe that she's going to, it's one of those, I'm, I'm like really surprised that she's so uh, strong as a contender. Um, I mean, if she, if Jessica ends up winning the Oscar, it would, like I, people love this performance. Like it's great performance. And she's yeah, a great actress that people love, right? Like everybody yeah. loves Jessica Chastain. She's like, could have won for, Zero Dark Thirty, right? She's awesome in that movie and like all her other, she's always good. So it's like not a, not a crime that she would win for this. I'm just surprised that of all the performances, that's the one that we've decided is like the one. It's just, you know, things have finally fallen into place for her this year. Like the, the category is kind of crazy. You could say weak, just like, it's just like all over the place. And none of her contenders are stronger than she is really. And she has like the one big industry win under her belt no one including her like could make gains at BAFTA because they weren't nominated. So no one has an edge there. And then like, yeah, like I, I, I felt like if, if like critics choice went with Jessica, then it was just like, they think she's winning the Oscar and they're yes. choosing to back her because they want to get it right. Whereas like Kristen she uh, has a less of a chance or less fewer odds, lower odds of winning the Oscar just because, you know, no SAG nomination, sole nominee for Spencer. We know people don't like Spencer. It's very alienating. Right. And, but like, she was their girl, man. Like this, this is like what is so hilarious to me because she definitely would have won in January. She was just winning regionals left and right. And, you know, like that was like the crux of Neon's campaign, like the most awarded performance of the year. Like they loved her more than they loved Carrie Mulligan last year. And Carrie won last year. Mm-hmm. But the timing last year, if you remember, was just uh, the Critics' Choice was a week after the Globes when uh, Andre Day won. And it was a month before SAG when Viola right. Davis won. Right. So, so Critics' Choice usually predates SAG anyway, but because they moved it, and then their voting took place after SAG. It's and Jessica won. So I feel like whoever won SAG was going to win here now. Like if Nicole Kidman had won SAG, then she would have won. It's it's definitely pulling in strings that like you can't even imagine. Like whatever. But I'm like, if they not if they did not delay the ceremony in January, they delayed it because they wanted to do a big lavish television event that we just saw because yeah. of the coronavirus pandemic and the Omicron surge. They had to cancel everything. But if they just kept it on and did like a Zoom thing or like a press release for the winners and Kristen Stewart had won, I wonder how that would have affected like everything that we've seen since. Like, do you think that she would have gotten in at SAG, right? Because that was before SAG, right? But no, voting, like voting closed, the SAG voting closed the day of the Critics' Choice Awards because it was supposed to be on January 9th, same day as right. the, the Globes. So right. SAG voting closed that day and then SAG nominations for January 12th. So it wouldn't really have. It wouldn't anything. matter. But she would have had like an extra award. Right. You know, I just, I can't believe that she didn't win here. Honestly, I'm a little yeah. shocked. It's just or not even a tie. <laughs> so then the other thing we talked about, I think we talked about this on Friday in our, our, our typing column, but I, I'm now convinced that if anybody's going to beat Jessica Chastain, it actually might be Penelope Cruz, which you have said for a while. Just I mean, because, I was all about her nomination and she she made it in. So. so she made it in with the nomination. The movie obviously was pretty strong. It got a score nomination. Pretty it strong, wasn't, but doing a lot of work there. <laughs> strong-ish. It, it wasn't a low nominee. And I we we had said it wasn't the, the Spain's Oscar pick either, where it could have maybe gotten in as Best International Feature, but they went with The Good Boss, I think, instead, right? Uh, because that was, like, I think one of the most successful 
films in Spain history. I think it won like mm-hmm. a ton of Goyas also. Uh, Javier Bardem is in that. Um, so yeah, like it's a very strong, it's a, it's a, it's a scene movie that people seemingly enjoy and it's a late comer. So it's definitely something that I think people are probably going to go back and try to catch up with, I would argue. Right. Because like, you're not going to, you don't need to go like all these, nobody's going back to revisit eyes of Tammy Faye. If they even do that. Right. Because it yeah. came out in September. If they saw it, they saw it back then. Now we're in March. They're not going to bother, but they might actually go check out uh parallel mothers because it's a newer movie that has not really been, uh, had mass saturation and not really been widely available. So you're like, Oh, I haven't seen these movies. So I'll go do, I'll catch up and watch this. And then the other three actresses in, in this race do not seem like severe threats to win. Like Kristen Stewart now, I don't think will win, right? Like you said, the movie's really polarizing. She's a lone nominee, not winning anywhere else. The nomination is like the reward there. She got in. That was great. Nicole Kidman has just totally seemingly uh, just well, nosed. A, a wild season for Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Ups and downs, but definitely on the downswing. Uh, again, not really. The, it doesn't seem like the performance that people want to give her an Oscar for. It would be, at this point, relatively surprising if she actually won, honestly. Uh, I can't imagine her winning. So it would be like a little bit of a shock. Yeah, it's it, like you you really feel like she should have won SAG. Correct. And then, yeah. and and then I like think- the, the movie just, it's just it's so weird. It's like it's a PGA nominee and it only got three acting nominees. It's very strange. And I I do think having the two of them in the same category is a tough beat because you're ha- basically, it's very similar. Like Chet, Nicole Kimmon and, and Jessica Chastain are very similar, at least on surface surface value, right? They're, they're playing uh, famous people. Famous but people. One of them is like way more transformative than the other. Who right. Was, just knocked left and right and dragged all over the internet for yes. not looking like Lucille Ball. So. Right. And so like, that's tough. And then, so then you're left with Melvin Cruz, Olivia Coleman and just Justine. If you knock out Kristen Stewart and, and Nicole Kidman and Olivia Coleman, I, I just, I feel like she should have won here or somewhere else. I, I would, I don't know how serious I, I should Olivia was going to win a critic's choice. Like she was just not like, I, I, yeah, I don't think she was ever winning here or at SAG. So then she could, I guess she could show up. And like we said, that movie was seemingly pretty strong and maybe came close to a Best Picture nomination. It, it definitely hit all the the marks of a Best Nominee, like a lower tier one, because it got a surprise second acting, acting right. nomination and it got a writing nomination. So maybe it was 11th. So that's good. And then Penelope Cruz. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I guess if I'm going to see an upset on that on Oscar Sunday, I could see her winning. I guess you could say Coleman too, but... I more like I just think Penelope Cruz maybe is the better bet for an upset. It's she is untested against these people. Right. Right. So and like, yeah, you'll say she was snubbed everywhere leading up to this um, and all the, the major precursors. So and she didn't make the BAFTA long list, but we could also maybe ascribe that to the film being late, even though it made the long list for other categories. Um, yeah, I and like she also has more. I mean, she won her Oscar in supporting, so it's not the same really as Olivia and Nicole going for their second lead Oscar. Um, if people even like consider that when they they're right. voting, um, yeah, I think like that's like the like the biggest advantage for her. I guess it's like she's untested against these people. Like she, no, no one has proven that they they can beat her, but she also hasn't proven that she can beat them. So it's like a huge question mark. And 
the film was a late film and I think it's like hitting like VOD soon, right? I got an email about it. Yeah, I think it is too. So that's good. I I, I could, I don't know. It it remains a totally chaotic category, but I guess we could be sitting here in two weeks and saying, oh, Jessica Chastain won Best Actress. I'm not that surprised, Joyce, you know? It it would be boring. I mean, I would be happy for her to win because I I think, you know, she's someone that a lot of people, when she had her breakout year with like, you know, 29 films in 2011, like people were like, oh, she's winning an Oscar soon and she got back-to-back nominations. And then it was like, oh, you know, she's she's going to win soon in the next couple of years. And then she was never nominated again until now. So. Right. And she had a lot of stuff. I thought she could have been like a most violent yeah. year. I thought she was great in. she could have gotten nominated for that. So, yeah, I mean, I would love for her. It would be very nice if she won. It just is, yeah. again. It would just make this really boring. It was just like the SAG four because like they were just rubber stamped by BAFTA and <laughs> by Critics' Choice today. And back to BAFTA for that, like you said earlier, it was a great moment. I think the fact yeah. that- uh, Like, the, like she, she didn't win at BAFTA, but like the makeup win was big. That was very big. That means that people are actually watching. That means the BAFTA audience who maybe would not be thinking about Eyes of Tammy Faye for any like reason. Like if you think they're too snobby for that movie, which is like super American and Tammy Faye is not a, a you know, a, a global icon. By Correct. Means, so- yeah, so that's like a really good, I think that's really good. Uh, so then, Joyce, so Critics' Choice Awards did that. Uh, so Jessica Chastain, rubber stamp through. Uh, and then for the Screenplay Awards, we had, uh, so we talked about CODA winning adapted screenplay at BAFTA. Somehow the Critics' Choice Awards went with Power of the Dog, which and then they went with Belfast for Best Original Screenplay over Licorice Pizza. Just a hilarious whiplash right there. So this <laughs> is a basic group, you feel like, a 400 like people like us uh, who are voting on their favorite movies and they pick Belfast and they don't pick uh, like Coda for adapted screenplay. They went with Power of the Dog. I was just very surprised by both of those results. I have to be honest. Um, They're not really because I. surprising for me. I don't know. No. What, what did you think like, they were going to pick? Well, I had, I, I thought they were going to pick Belfast, but it just surprised me to see it in, in real life. I guess okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just like, I was like, Oh, they're going to pick Belfast because I have no faith that they would pick licorice pizza. Okay. And then but like, just, did you think they were going to pick Power of the Dog? No, I didn't. I thought they were going to pick Lost Daughter and or maybe You're Coda. just in the tank for the Lost Daughter. I am because I think Maggie Gyllenhaal, I think people want to give Maggie Gyllenhaal an Oscar. So I'm like, oh, they'll give her okay. for that. I or mean, Coda, I thought. I just, the Power her. of the Dog okay. did not seem like a Critics' Choice Award winner for Best Adapted Screenplay, but maybe it, it was. So as I was wrong, as it turns out. Um, yeah, like that one was less surprising for me that that one, because that was always like in the beginning before like Jane locked up director, you just assume that it was winning adapted screenplay. And it's kind of reverse where like the one sure thing for Pop the Dog is director now. And it's been like losing its script on adapted screenplay because it lost scripter. And Mm -hmm. I don't, it didn't even win like the big three. I think Drive My Car won the big three critics awards um, for adapted screenplay. So yeah. I will say uh, though, it was a great night for Jane because she obviously won the three awards, but her speeches were awesome. I think oh, if people are amazing. <laughs> so we talk about like the speeches is like, you know, that's like a great thing. You want to not, you don't want to, I'd say you want to make a great first impression and then not mess up throughout the rest of your speeches. Right. We've seen like, I can't, I, you've, we've seen bad speeches, like kind of tank, uh, tank uh, campaigns. I, I don't think people like lose because of speeches unless you really do something like offensive. I don't know. If, I, my take is like, I think they're just people, like, if, if it's just like a boring speech, it's like, whatever. 
a boring speech is okay, but if it's like annoying or you just come off as like ungrateful or whatever it is, I just think that people who are voting then are like, I don't want to, I don't like this. Like, I don't want this person to win. You know, that's kind of like a lot of this is a popularity contest. So you want to at least appear engaging. We've had great speeches this year. All the actors I think have been bang up jobs. Like Will Smith's are awesome. Uh, Jessica Chastain wasn't there at the Critics' Choice Awards, but her, her speeches have been really nice. She I thought her uh, speech did. from dinner. Yeah. So. It was great. Uh, Troy Kotzer's speeches rule, Ariana DeBose as well. Then Jane Campion rolls up there tonight, seemingly just completely no Fs, Joyce. Uh, no I mean, Fs at we, all. You know, if if you did not see her response to Sam Elliott last night. <laughs> so I, I, this is the weekend. This was Jane Campion's weekend. I'm actually going to pull that up because I want to read okay. it. Uh, at the DGA Awards where she won and uh, was the expected winner there, obviously. Uh, she got asked on the red carpet, uh, what about, what did you think of uh, uh, Sam Elliott uh, calling Power of the Dog a piece of shit, I believe is what he said, right? Uh, he really Among other it. things. He just really hated it, said a lot of stuff that was, uh, I don't know, not, not, the, not what you want from Sam Elliott. And then her response was, I'm sorry, and she like was hedging it. And it was just like, you thought maybe she was not, if you watch the video, you should watch it. It was like variety. I think Mark Malkin did the interview on the red carpet. So you can find it on Twitter, but she was like hedging to the point where I was like in the first watching, I was like, she's just going to say something like pretty mannered and not, she's not going to like take the bait here. And she was like, I'm sorry, but he was being a little bit of a B I T C H. I'm sorry to say it. He's not a cowboy. He's an actor. And she says it with this grin. She's oh, no, no. The best part is like, he's an actor. And then it's like the grimace and then like the head tilt. Oh, God. <laughs> and then she says the West is is a myth exposed. There's a lot of room on the range, which made herself laugh. She cracked herself up, which I love. I love somebody who laughs at their own jokes, as you probably Same. know. Uh, I think it's a little bit sexist because you think about the number of amazing Westerns that were made in Spain by Sergio Leone. Which which we mentioned when we were talking about this. (laughs) mm -hmm. I consider myself a creator, and I think he sees me as a woman or something lesser first, and I don't appreciate that. Just absolutely knockout blow. (laughs) Knockout. Uh, So that's how she started. married. (laughs) Sam Elliott, done. Sorry, Sam. uh, So then she uh, won at the DGA Awards. Everybody was very excited. And then she wins tonight, rolls up on stage, is like just straight up talking to Venus and Serena Williams I on looked, tennis. Like, so that was one of the, the speeches I uh, switched back <laughs> for just in time to see her uh, get up there and just just completely stand Venus and Serena. And then say, I would like, tickle. She was pandering to me, basically. And then and it didn't stop there because she was like, oh, I've taken up tennis, but I can't play right now because I have tennis elbow. <laughs> and then she got in like another dig basically at Sam and just like the patriarchy by telling like Venus or being like, you, you don't have to put, play against men, but I do. It's amazing. She it was, was really into it. Uh, people really loved it. I thought. And then at the end, then she got up again for best picture and she was like, just loving life. I was, I think those will go a long way to having her win. I would say, I don't, I don't know. I mean, obviously she's going to win best director, but. Uh, you, do you think that that locked up adapted screenplay for her? <laughs> I don't know if it locked up adapted screenplay because I do think that there's still going to, I think that is a really competitive category where you could have, I guess yeah, now I think, four I winners. I think both um, screenplay categories are uh, up in the air right For now. Sure. Or, yeah. Like um, I felt like really good about the Christian pizza when it won BAFTA. And I, I think I, I, I would still end up predicting that. Um, but also not surprising to me that Belfast won 
original screenplay here at Critics Choice. So here's my uh, theory about Belfast's wins tonight. Because yes. uh, it also won uh, Jude Hill. And, uh, and Best Ensemble, Joyce. Best Ensemble, right. So three wins, right? That's it, right? Yeah. Okay. So as, as, as we've uh, talked uh, pretty extensively about, uh, the, the narrative around Belfast all season has been like, it's a crowd pleaser that really started at Telluride after its premiere mm-hmm. that like pundits really backed, right? Yes. And you and I have always felt like it's not really a crowd pleaser in, in the way that Coda, Coda for sure a crowd pleaser, right? Like King Richard, also a crowd pleaser, yeah. inspirational sports drama. Right. Um, but like to me, like Belfast, like it's it's a very sad ending, very bittersweet. Like Judy Janish just gets you at the end. <laughs> um, and I I never really felt like that it was the crowd pleaser of the year, but like that was the you know the assumed number two to Power of the Dog. And it hasn't really won anything note, like like no guild wins yet, right? And uh, it did not win SAG Ensemble, which if you think, you know, Power the Dog wasn't nominated there and you think like it would, maybe it would go to the next closest, like best picture contender, which be Belfast. Right. Did not win there either. And yeah, it hasn't really been winning these places. And as we just saw at BAFTA this afternoon, it just won British film. <laughs> it couldn't even win original screenplay mm-hmm. on its own home turf. Um, but like the, the pundits had always been like behind it. So I think this was its way of like carrying the water for Belfast to like to continue carrying water for it. Original screenplay, Jude Hill, and then acting ensemble, they did not nominate SAG winner Coda. <laughs> so they had to pick Belfast. I, it was Belfast had 11 nominations to lead uh, the Critics' Choice Awards with uh, also tied with West Side Story, which also had 11. And then West Side Story should have won ensemble. So. Power of the Dog and Dune had 10. Uh, yeah, I, I I think that's probably true. I, I, I Of all these movies that we've talked about, I don't think Belfast is a real... I mean, if Belfast wins at the Oscars, it's got, I think, eight, nom- seven nominations? Or what does that have? Seven? I think the only one it'll win is original screenplay of those that's seven. That's shot. And if it doesn't win that, it will just go 0 for 7, which... You know, even movies that like the Academy ostensibly likes that ha- does happen. Like I think back to like Lady Bird, I thought would win. Uh, it just a, yeah, it would just didn't have a shot at any category really, and it just was out and lost every category. So I, I could see a world where Belfast just goes over, uh, and Licorice Pizza wins. I'm not ready to predict that. I think I actually might predict Belfast in the Oscars just because it was the stronger movie with the Academy than Licorice Pizza was, and that I think is going to maybe push it over the top. And of those two movies, I would say Liquor Sheets is more, more polarizing to a general academy, even though it's a better movie. Uh, yeah, like Belfast is the safer choice between Yeah, them. it's very and safe then, like, and like middle of the road. is more of like the auteur, like writerly pick. And right. like that one would fit more in line with their usual winners in that right. category. But, but yeah, like uh, Belfast or uh, the Oscars liked Belfast more than Liquor Pizza. Um I just wonder how strong, like the Brits like licorice pizza more and it won there. So how strong is like the British block going to be for PTA in this category? You know, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. And like, you could say like both Kenneth Brown and PTA are overdue. <laughs> like they are like numerically. Right. Like, it would be cool. If, I mean, it's not like 
yeah, if Kenneth Branagh won an Oscar, I wouldn't be opposed to it. And then PTA, I, I mean, who knows what Kenneth Branagh, Kenneth Branagh doesn't always, his career as a filmmaker, I'm going to say this, it's going to sound, this, this, I'm going to say this, I'm so, oh prefacing God, this by saying it's not mean, but his career as a filmmaker is much more pitched to uh, movie movies like uh death on the nile right like or you know like, you mean like as a director yeah as a director his movies recent last decade or so have been like mainstream like three star movies that you see in a movie theater yeah not oscar movies right in theory and paul thomas anderson every movie he makes is an oscar contender basically and he's making movies spe- like almost not specifically for awards but like if he makes a movie it will be in the awards conversation so yes. there will be further attempts uh, opportunities to reward Paul Thomas Anderson, maybe Kenneth Branagh, there will not be as many of those opportunities just based on the type of films that he makes. Cause he makes like mainstream, like four quadrant movies. Most of the time Belfast was like a one for me when he's usually a one for them guy kind of. Yeah. It is funny. Cause how he's, when he started his directing career, yes. like with like Henry V and everything, he was like, like this, like, like exciting, like Shakespeare guy. Right. You know, and doing all these adaptations, and then he did. Like, he's had a wild career. I mean, yeah, he directed and then he like, just, like, like just took a turn. Yeah, and, directed Thor. Yeah, at, at like, like at the turn of the century, and mm. you know, it's like Thor. <laughs> he did. Uh, what was it? Um, Shadow Recruit, right? Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit. Was that him? Also, he did. I have not seen that movie, so tell me about it. Uh, I haven't seen that one either, but okay. he's great in Tenant, one of my favorites from last year, as the or two years. Yeah, ago, and he's going to be in the the A bomb. Yeah, as great. an actor, I love Kenneth Branagh. He's good. If he won, it'd be great. But I, so we'll see. I think that one will be interesting. And then I don't enjoy anything else. Like Licorice Pizza won Best Comedy. I'm such a laugh. Oh right, yeah, not <laughs> like that. Yeah, is is it a is that a comedy? Uh, I guess I so. Know. Yeah. So let me ask you this one before we go to the TV side here because it's getting late here. Uh, animated feature. The critics won Mitchell's versus the Machines, which. I knew that that was a critical favorite, but I thought it would switch. I think if it was in January, they would have definitely voted Mitchell versus Machines, but I thought they were going to get swept away with the Encanto uh, mm-hmm. love. Totally stonewalled Encanto. Not even best song. It went to No Time to Die. Uh, also lost animated feature to Mitchell versus Machines. It won uh, at the Baptist, but No Time to Die, I think, won song, or their music. They right? don't have song there. They don't have song there. Yeah. So Encanto won an animated feature, though. Yeah, and kind of, and, and then Mitchell's also dominated the Annies yesterday. Twenty of thirty-one awards. Yeah. So, is that a much closer race than I've given it credit for? Um, maybe, but I, I don't know because it's like I think they could just like just default to like the the Disney film. You know, remember a couple years ago when like Klaus? Like I I really yeah. enjoyed Klaus, an- another Netflix animated film, and it that one won BAFTA. But it didn't end up winning the Oscar. Netflix has really put on the uh, full court press on making uh, Mitchell versus Mich- it has it has taken a page out of the old Oscars playbook where you attach a a strong social narrative to it as well. So they've really amped the the, the lead character in Mitchell versus Machines is is gay, uh, and uh, sh- they've really played that up or you know promoted that not played it up but like promoted that online and stuff. And I think they're making it have an added import uh, at this time that maybe Encanto does not, or they're not, Disney is not pushed on Encanto. So I wonder if that'll help it too, or it seems like more, not just like, it's like the it's time narrative, right? Like that kind of thing. Yeah. It's interesting because like it it is on Netflix, which like everyone has, 
but you know, Encanto just blew up so much in the last two months. Right. Encanto, everybody has seen if you many times. Yeah. Like you could say it's, it's probably more seen than Mitchell's versus the machines, even though it's on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, And I guess that's another one too. the song. I'm still like, I really can't believe that this no time to die is just coasting through. I, I really think Encanto is going to win at the Oscars, but maybe I'm just like holding on to. I I just have Billy. I'm yeah. um. (laughs) I don't know. Joyce, you want to do? It's it's not Bruno. So and and then that's it. It would just really have to want to give it to Lin Manuel Miranda for its own. Right. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, If it doesn't win, I think that is one of the all time like that decision will be uh, talked about for a long time. Especially if Lynn doesn't win an Oscar, if he goes no, if he gets close to the EGOT and doesn't get it, I I think he'll win eventually. I don't think it'll be this year, right? Sadly, he should have won for How Far I Go. That was a better song than City of Stars. Do not add me. Wow, it's way better. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's not City of Stars is not even the best song in La La Land. So, uh, just another day of sun should have won if we're going, <laughs> but. How Far I'll Go is a great song. It's a banger, total banger. Uh, Joyce, do you want to do Critics' Choice Television? Uh, of course. I'm in my HBO hoodie, so. So uh, Succession won. Yeah. <laughs> we were pretty dead on. We were dead to rights on a lot of these. Uh, Lee Jung Jae won Best Actor, which, again, that's just full. We saw the SAG Awards in our voting, I think. Not not to do this. Well, as, as we also discussed last week, it was like this was like their, the one place they could conceivably give Squid Game something besides their new category of foreign language series. Correct. Which yeah. it won. And they, uh, yeah. So that was true. Uh, Melanie Linsky for best actress. You, I think we talked about this. I think I had her in the runner up spot behind it. Uh, I, I switched her from Michaela. Yeah. And uh, you were right on it, it, And that was, I watching the show, I would estimate that was the biggest response in the room of all the winners. Um, I didn't watch her speech. Actors. Um, her speech was great, but like the response to her winning was like, yeah, I think really, like, like people unreal. Like yeah. Did people she get like a standing it. O? I don't think she got a standing O, but it was so loud. They were like, it was a very enthusiastic response. And, and she had a great speech. Hers was actually one of the really I good mean, speeches. I mean, I just really like that she and Kate Winslet won, but we didn't get the the in-person Heavenly Creatures reunion since uh, Kate was not there. Right. I do think that this will definitely, I mean, Emmys wise, I think this puts her right in there, right? For Best Actress. I think she can get it. I don't know if I have her in right now. I haven't looked at Miami. I haven't updated Miami's in a bit, but I'll put her in. I think after that speech and like the response, I think people want yeah, I her think she can get in. To get um, in. Even if the and show she, doesn't get in. Right. Uh, supporting actor, Kieran Culkin, just an all-time I speech. I immediately switched to the CW to watch an that all-time speech. speech. It was an amazing speech. <laughs> Truly amazing speech. If you haven't watched it, you should check it out. Uh, just, uh, he said, shut up twice. I love when he says shut up. So good. Uh, and then just, just the only problem, uh, Joyce, <laughs> the only problem with this choice, the speech is that when you watch a speech like that, you're like, oh, so he's just not acting as uh well, that's always been like Roman. when people have been like, quote unquote, complaining about succession. It's like they're, they're just like kind of writing to these uh, yes. the actors, like personalities. Right? I'm not like, complaining about it. It's that intense, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm not complaining, but I'm like, it's, he's just yeah. is, is, is Roman. I will say the funniest part of his speech that I actually laughed out loud and he goes, uh, Fun fact, uh, Sarah Snook is Sarah Snook, but I can't do that. And then he goes, uh, Matthew McFadden's name is David. It is. And then he's like, look it up. <laughs> look it up. And they cut to Nick, Nicholas Braun. He's just like, 
all of the reactions were so great because like there was like a shot of Michael Keaton and his glasses were just like on his forehead like listening awesome. to Karen Colgan and I was like just he stole my heart <laughs> so good oh man and so and Sarah Sarah's wasn't so- there even though she last night when they presented drama directing since it was just all succession in that category um, I, I want to hear a speech from her because she's I know she's a couple things already and she hasn't been able to give a speech maybe at the Emmys choice but she won best supporting actress uh Ted Lasso swept its its four category uh, uh, four nominations, yeah. right? Uh, show it's, a, it's like a just a repeat of the, the Emmys, like them and Gene Smart. <laughs> so the one thing I will say, and then Maravie's now won for a limited series, and Kate and Michael Keaton won for uh, actor. And then I will say this: uh, this was a uh, watching this the supporting actor in a TV movie or limited series was them trying to jump the uh, Emmys. I thought because they gave it to Murray like Bartlett. With Mary Bartlett. Yeah. And I thought, really, it should have been Evan Peters, right? We talked about it this. Should have been, ugh, like, but there's really no reason for him to win here because he already won at the Emmy. So the Critics' Choice don't need to give him an award. Yeah, and like they, like people also, they really liked Murray Bartlett in The White Lotus. He's and, awesome and like in it. He's like the best obviously. part of the show, honestly. Yeah, like people love the two of them. Like, like Jennifer was like always winning this anyway. But um, yeah, but you know what? Like Evan and Julianne, they already won the the big award, so right, it's wow. fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the other any the other category, everything else, they I think they gave these away like again, like as like parting gifts as you were getting your car from the valet. But it was like animated series, what if talk show last week tonight? You know, they didn't really. Uh, yeah, like it's like John Oliver, man. Uh, sure. Is this is what like like ten in a row for him now? <laughs> Even though he hasn't been on the air that long. <laughs> Pretty pretty wacky. Um, uh, no, I think they gave it to. I think they gave it to Jimmy Kimmel a couple of years ago. So no, they're Jimmy not Kimmel was there. Thing. I was I was blown away constantly watching the show and how many famous people were there. They gave. Uh, Did the you not seat. see the the presenter list last? Week? I saw it, but I just didn't believe. I'm just shocked when these people were there. I, they had the See Her Award, which is Halle Berry won. Issa Rae right, gave it to her. Right. That was uh, nice. She had a really great speech. She and Campion actually joked that Halle Berry stole her speech when she uh, won because it was her speech is all about like you know like elevating the stories of women and like giving them perspective and stuff. It was really cool. And then Billy Crystal won the Lifetime Achievement Award, which I was just like, why? And they picked Billy and they got Jimmy Kimmel to, to announce it. And it was like, both of them were great. And I was sitting there watching it and like, you know what would have been a good Oscars host? Jimmy Kimmel and Billy Crystal together if they wanted to do multiple hosts. That would have been great. I would have, I would have been in on that. I think it would have No, I mean, I, I, I don't know if like Billy's like my favorite Oscar host, but like I enjoyed like all the, like I, I, I don't mind his shtick. It was- his shtick uh, hasn't, let's say, hasn't aged well. What Jimmy Kimmel actually mentioned in yeah. the in the intro, he was like, he's famous for all these characters from SNL who would be get him canceled today. That's what he said, I think, and it's so true. But yeah, no, like all of his like his parody songs of the oh. Best Picture nominees would, would yeah, like would, need a, would not be very friendly to it. No, it, he would need no. a he would need a maybe like a little sensitivity training on that front. But he is always the thing. Uh, one thing that Jimmy Kimmel said that made me laugh. Did you watch any of that part of it? No. It was actually, he goes, he goes, when I got to host the Oscars, the first person I called was Billy Crystal. And I was like, what's your advice? And Billy Crystal's advice was play to the room, not to the audience at home. And you'll be fine. And Jimmy Kimmel goes, and I did that. And now no one watches it at home at all. <laughs> and they haven't had a host since. But listen, he hosted envelope gate so that was really the best oscars in a long yeah. that was a great oscars full fully full tilt the whole time and that 
the ending is still all time. I, you know, like one of my favorite bits from that ceremony with like Jimmy was, you know, they, when they, when they did, it was like such a great setup. Cause they were like pairing like actors talking about like their inspiration. So it was like Javier Bardem talking about like how much he loves Bridges of Madison County. And then he and Meryl Streep came out to present. Right. So they did that and they did it with like Charlize Theron and department the and Shirley McLean. Um, and it was like Seth Rogen and Michael J. Fox back to the future. And then the last one was the punchline. And it was like Jimmy Kimmel talking about how much he loves. We bought a zoo. <laughs> Just totally so good. Matt Damon. It was really and fun. I thought they brought was- out like Matt Damon or like Ben Affleck and guest. <laughs> like- awesome. It was so much fun. He was great. The second time around, I didn't think it was as good. No, I don't remember anything about Solomon. I went to that one the second time uh, and I don't, oh, right. I barely remember anything, uh, but it was, it was fun. Um, and then no hosts after that, obviously, but no, this, this show was fine. The critics choice awards. Great. Everybody seemed to have fun. I saw a lot of our, our punditry pals on Twitter were probably taking selfies with the stars, which we love to see. Yeah. Uh, it I don't was know. at a new location this year. Yeah. Or, and they had that like, little satellite. Was it even the same as where it would have been in January. I don't even know. I don't remember actually. And then they had, the but they also had the, the satellite location in London. And I, and I know they, they gave out like the lead acting awards in film super early because it was like 1am there. <laughs> so True, that's what they it. did. It was, the, the, they gave out best actor, I think at eight o'clock our time. Yeah. That 1am. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, still don't understand why they chose BAFTA's date. We'll never know Joyce, but so what do you think here? So uh, now we've had, uh, and we have the PGA this week. So looking ahead, right. That's like the next big one. I think power um, dog is if power dog wins that, I think we're like kind of safe to suggest power of the dog. Yeah. Cause it'll, it, it would have proven it can win on a preferential ballot. Right. Right. So like the thing with power to dog is like, I feel like everyone or like people are trying to look for vulnerabilities yes. with it because it, it is a challenging film and right. um, it's also the it, front runner and we've talked yeah, about it's also the front runner. Want something so to lose. Yeah. And I got 12 nominations, but the thing about that is like, it's not actually favored to win most of those categories. Right. No, it would only win like if I honestly think it will win like four. It would be like what happened tonight. It won like four awards at the Critics' Choice Awards. I think it could win four, basically. Yeah, but then it's so you know I think like people are saying like it's showing its weakness and blah blah blah. But it hasn't really performed any differently than Nomadland has at this point mm-hmm. last year. Like it won DGA and BAFTA Best Film and Director. Nomadland also lost screenplay to The Father, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. It is, it is so tracking It's like well. it's on track to win PGA. I guess the only difference is, and it will probably win PGA, the only difference I think is that last year we spent the whole time, or I did, like looking at these movies to find a movie that would beat Nomadland because it's like- But people are doing that now with her. But there was no movie, uh, there was no movie on last year's ballot that was as much of a crowd pleaser as Coda, right? Like I think you're looking, when you're looking at these, like when there's a two, it's usually like one is going to be the crowd pleaser or more accessible movie. And the one is going to be like the more austere critical kind of fave. And- Last year's whole race really wasn't anything compared. Like Coda is like a legit crowd pleaser, like we said, and I think that's the difference. But I don't think I don't think it's going to win. Because well, I don't there's know. also, um, like yeah, it's it's the crowd pleaser, and you could say it's like number two now. Um, 
but it's also like on paper, not strong, not, it doesn't even look as strong as something like Detroit Chicago seven right. last year that like basically hit everything and needed to hit. Right. And like if the little Miss sunshine comps, I mean, again, it would be, if it wins a PGA and then those comps will renew in, in Vegas, right? Sunshine did not win best picture. <laughs> it was best picture. And it had a best editing nomination, right? No, it, it, no, it didn't. No, it didn't. You're right. No. It, it won screenplay. And one screenplay and actor and supporting actress and picture, right? And we only have the four. Never mind. Yeah. So, but yeah, I won PJ. But again, that was also a field of five. Like, would it would it have beaten the departed on a preferential ballot? I don't know. No, the departed rules. No. People the love the departed. I, you know, the other last week, I watched, I watched like the old West Side Story or two weeks ago now. And then it was like the TCM, like best picture winners or whatever, like they're that the hub. And then the next one was like The Departed. I was like, I'll watch The Departed again. <laughs> I, I'm not even kidding. The Departed is absolutely one of the most Love rewatchable it. movies yeah. to ever win Best Picture. It's one of the best Martin Scorsese movies. I, so I also cool. love a good Boston movie. It's so good. Like not not a not a huge fan of uh, Boston sports uh, teams, but uh, love a Boston movie. <laughs> I still think uh, when I watch it, I watched it recently. We're just gonna do Departed now, I guess. Uh, I, I watched it recently, and I was like, I can't believe that Leo didn't get nominated for this. He's because so he had, like, Blood Diamond. I know Blood Diamond sucks though, and he was so good in Departed. <laughs> just like like only only Mark Wahlberg was nominated for that. Well, like I love my in it, but he's great in it. But like, it's a joke Leo. that like Leo, and that's honestly like one of Ben's best. I mean, Matt's best performances <laughs> as well. Ben Ben could have been in it, maybe. Uh, no, he he kind of did it with the town. He tried to do like a remake of it. I, guess. I love the town as well. Oh town rules, a great another, movie. Another Boston but Departed Paul. is just all time. It's it's so good. It was so okay. deserving. And I'm like, and like you know, like when people were like, oh, like Martin Scorsese is gonna win for this. I'm like. He should win for this. It's it's absolutely one of his like top five best movies. Yeah, he could have won for in the re- of the recent movies that he has done. Wolf of Wall Street is like absolutely his, like my favorite. Um, this is like since like Goodfellas, like his Halcyon days, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so like I would have happily had him win for Wolf of Wall Street, but like the part is nothing. Uh, no no problems there. Yeah, I'm in. Just, yeah, uh, also uh, a remake. So yes. a remake has won. So yeah, so that would be another feather for Coda, I guess. Because yeah. I'm still sticking with Power Dog. I I I, I, I still have Power Dog. I mean, I'm not you know how I love, until PGA. <laughs> you know how I love switching things around, and I'm so reactionary. Dude, you're not being I, reactionary this time. I have absolutely stuck with Power the Dog the whole time, uh, just sitting here on top. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm going to switch anything at this point because I I already have all the four. Uh, oh no, I have to switch Cody because I I was waiting for BAFTA, so I have to I have to go to Troy now. I have to do this on my phone. Right now, I have I have Lost Daughter winning screenplay, which I'll probably switch, and I have. Belfast winning original screenplay, which I actually might stick with. And then I have like, I'm pa- not really gonna touch screenplay. Yet. Power of the dog. I have cinematography, so that's good. I guess I might switch song. I also might switch production design after today. Uh give up the ghost on my dear friends at Nightmare Alley because <laughs> Dune is just continued to dominate everything. And I think I mean it's it's still one uh ADG. Although Dune also won in their separate category. Dune won there and it won a BAFTA and I think it won a Critics' Choice Awards as well. So you know what should win? West Side Story. I wanted to pull out Lincoln with an acting win and production design because that was also a surprise when it won. Yeah. Uh yeah, everything else looking pretty solid. So I'm I'm, I'm predicting myself getting like 23, uh 23 for 23 at the Oscars. Look out. Have you have you ever gotten a hundred percent? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we can look at our old predictions. Let me see. Uh, my featured league. I, uh, I actually did once, but it's not like on record here because it was like before I was like here. But that was um, the seven years ago now. Yeah. So it was like the, the 2013 like year of film, like, like mm-hmm. Wolf of Wall Street year, like 12 years of slave year. I'm trying to look here. The 2013 Oscars, it looks like I got 79% right. That's my wow. best. That was my best year ever predicting. Cause Go I had 12 years of slave. You. I had 12 years of slave Quran, Kate Blanchett, Matthew McConaughey, Lupita Nyong'o, and Jared Leto. So I swept all that, the top six. I lost both screenplays because I somehow had this talk about flat. I'll just read these off trip down memory lane. <laughs> I had American hustle winning adapted screenplay over her. You mean original screenplay? Original screenplay, I'm sorry. And then uh, I had Philomena winning adapted screenplay. Why would you do that? 12 Years a Slave? What? Why would you do that? I have no idea. If you had 12 Years a Slave winning Best Picture. I don't know. I have no idea. I had American Hustle winning costume design. Great Gatsby won. Uh, (laughs) What a joke. I can't believe you picked Philomena. Or or as Leo calls it, Philomania. Philomania. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah, that was oh. yeah. American Hustle got blanked. Yeah, over ten. But I was right, I was very happy for Spike because I I loved her. Um, and once he won a WGA, I was like, I'm sticking with him for the Oscar. I should I should have we should have done this eight. But did uh, did you pick like American Hustle because you, you didn't think it would go over ten? Yes. Yeah, I I was like I, it'll go over ten. I don't care. Like I just like we knew J Law was campaigning for Lupita. <laughs> Well, I knew she wasn't going to win there. I knew Lupita was going to win, but yeah, no, that was a fun year. Those are great movies. Good, good movies are good. Joyce, let's re- let's yeah. end it there. Let's end it there. Mo- movies you. are movie lovers unite. <laughs> movie lovers unite. I saw that tonight on the Oscars ad. I'm, I'm very excited, Joyce. I, I'm sure we'll do this again. Uh, maybe, well, when is, yeah, uh, we'll probably do like PGA predictions. When is that? This the PGA is Saturday, but we'll we'll, we'll probably do, we'll do something about, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. It's <laughs> we'll great. Figure All right. Out. All right, goodbye. (laughs) For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at Gold Derby. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.